We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. In the Lord's house, every one of us that has been used, you know, it's only a matter of privilege. There is no one that is indispensable in the Lord's kingdom. And you see, if you'd remember the teaching last night, I told you certain things you need to be very, very mindful of. One of them is offense, the caution, when you began to walk, you know, in kingdom stewardship mindset. All right? Offenses. Capacity to just be easily offended. That's there. I also talked about the desire, the crave for man's adulation. You know, they are not hailing me. They are not praising me. Nobody's saying anything to me. That one too is there. I talked about pride also setting in. Where you would feel that you can actually hold God to ransom. According to what PK shared here yesterday, that ministry has now about four or six keyboards, according to him. May we not be a castaway in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember also told us that everyone that has been used of the Lord, we are not God's best to be used. We are not God's best to be used. We are not God's best to be used. There are usually the underdogs. The Lord can pick anything, anyone from anybody. He qualifies whoever he calls. That person doesn't need any qualification to be called. Once the Lord sees the heart is right and the Lord desires to use that person, the Lord imparts and imputes in that person everything and anything that person needs to make him the most of that office for which they've been called. Paul speaking says, no one taketh this honor upon himself. The Lord is the one who gives the honor. The zeal for kingdom stewardship. So you're under the sound of my voice tonight, for example, and I've come again to you. You used to pray so zealously, so fervently. You used to be a ferocious reader of God's word. You studied God's word like your life depends on it. What has happened to you? You used to be super excited about going into the, into the Lord's house, working for the Lord, doing the things of the Lord. Why has that now become a burden for you? There are different categories of people. And you see, I'll tell you for a fact, when the devil wants to begin to sieve the soul and the destiny of an individual, one of the things he does is that he punctures your heart for service. He does what? He punctures your heart for service. You will see that you are coming into the Lord's house to serve and you're just doing whatsoever thing you're doing grudgingly. And of course, yes, there is no reward for that. Of recent, we were having, you know, a meeting that has, you know, senior level in this ministry and all of that. And we're talking about certain incidents and all of that. And one of us raised something that someone had noticed, you know, about some other person and said, Pastor, I actually thought that this one's, this person you cannot touch. That this person is above discipline or this person is above whatever. I said, no, me, privileged to lead in this church, the Lord can rebuke me. one of us, what has happened to your zeal? I told you yesterday, the Lord ministered to my spirit to say, ministries are dying here. Churches are not growing. 
people are dying, you enter into a meeting, there is no fire because there is no zeal. You don't become casual with the Lord. You don't maintain a routine with the Lord except of course he instructs you to. Every day you are pumping, you are, you are, you are excited, you are joyful. Be weary of people that you see that you cannot tell where their passion lies. You are at work, for example, your regular work, all right, and you are not passionate, you are not zealous about that work, it can be seen. And as an HR professional that I am, I can tell you, when you go for interview, those that have, you know, helped or supported in this ministry, for example, they will tell you, your recruiter isn't looking at, you know, your qualifications, the rest of the people competing for that job, they are qualified as you are qualified. By that, I simply mean they have BSc, they have, uh, if they say it is an accounting, they have it. If they say 10 years experience, they have it. We call it culture fit. That's what they're looking for. Your attitude, how well would you be able to integrate into the system? How excited are you about the new role? That's why I tell them in this ministry, when they call you in for an interview, once you get back home, send them an email. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This will be a lifetime dream come true for me. If I get the opportunity to get in a positive reply from you, I'm excited about this opening and I look forward to it. You must be able to sell yourself. That is the zeal there. You have to zealously love your partner for them to be loved. You can't afford to be casual. There is no middle ground. And like I thought yesterday, zeal can literally be felt. It can be tangible. Has somebody ever served you before and you can tell that their heart is not in what they're doing? Do you understand what I'm saying now? Do you understand what I'm saying now? You went to a store, for example, to be served and you can see that person is grudging, grudgingly serving you. How does that, what does that do to you? It's a put off. You used to pray, wake up in the middle of the night. But right now, you don't do that anymore. What has happened to you? What has happened to you? Before a man's zeal is affected, I'll tell you, that man's interest will be tampered with. The moment your interest is changed, it will affect your zeal. If you used to love this person, and then you're no longer loving this person. You choose to go love in that person because that interest is changed. That affection, that love, whatsoever devotion, commitment you have for the other person will move to the next person. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Except interest is affected. Zeal cannot be affected. I'm talking about your zeal for the Lord. So when we say kingdom stewardship, we're saying the desire, the need, the necessity for you to see in the Lord's house as your house. And this year even being brand new, January for example, making up your mind, I want to be relevant in the Lord's house. I teach all the time, the value your presence does not create, it can never be felt in your absence. Did you hear me now? The value your presence does not create can never be felt in your absence. If you are there and we can't feel your, the effect of your presence, say, oh, he does this, he does it. When you say you are not available, we won't, we won't miss you. We won't feel it. Can I shock you? This is not limited to just God's house. Any facet of your life. 
You heard that testimony of Sister Tiosi, for example, how she joined this ministry and because of the spirit of excellence upon this ministry and how I teach the people all the time, they need to be diligent, you know, at work. People will begin to commend her, say, say, oh, great job you're doing and all of that. And she could, she knows where that came from. Because as a church, I teach all the time. It is a shame to call Lofty Heights your home and be fired from work as a result of poor performance. It is slap. Be zealous. If you are tired, there is no more zeal. Drop your resignation in peace and move on. Let your interest change. Go find position. Go find position somewhere else. So your interest will be affected. Anyone that was zealous, that's no longer zealous, studying the word, praying, fasting, worshiping, doing anything of that, watch it very deeply. Your interest just changed. Something else is taking that time. That's it. You're a choir member, for example. You belong to his expressions, for example. You used to be super excited about coming for rehearsals and all of that. All of a sudden, you begin to come up with all sorts of excuses and all of that. Something else has taken that time. A believer's zeal for the Lord is not to be on the rise today and down tomorrow. No. It's in verse of the book of Proverbs number 4. He says, the path of the just man is like a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter until the dawning of a new day. Uh, maybe I'm not the one to rate myself, but I can tell you for a fact. I'm more zealous for the Lord now than I was this time last year. That's why for some of them who serve in this church or called, who do you know, and all of that, they find it sometimes hard to match up. I will never say to you, let's do this for the Lord, and then I'll go and cross my leg or snoring in my home. Never. You will see me in front. I teach you all the time too. In respect to kingdom stewardship, sir, it is the one who does the work that gets blessed. Did you hear me, sir? The person that does the work that gets blessed. We had volunteers conclave virtual edition. Brother Gbengai Legbelaya was sharing with us at that conclave how the, the history of his life or the, the essence of his life, the reason why God is blessing him is because of his commitment to the Lord's house. Brother Shagun Benson, when he joined us, Sister Shagun, right, the guitarist, I told him, I said, let me know if you'd like to be paid. There were two, one and, and, and himself and the other person. The other person said they'd like to be paid. I said, well, I don't have a problem paying you. I said, this is what we'll be able to pay you for now. I said, based on your commitment and your devotion, we'll, you know, increase what we have for you. He insisted, he said, no. I said, no, I said, you must get some. And the only reason why I was saying that is such, just such that he would not say he's not treated well. And then maybe because he plays well, you know, then he would go elsewhere, you know, and all of that. He said to me, he said, I don't know how to pray much. I don't know how to fast much. But you see this guitar thing and serving, this is what I've been doing. And I believe this is the reason why God is blessing me. Pastor, don't stop my blessing. You saw him the other day when he went to Nigeria. He landed in the middle of the night. In the morning, he was in church on his guitar. If he didn't, they... The zeal for the Lord. What has happened to it? Oh, is it the Lord's fault that now he has blessed you? Think about that for a second. If you have no medical condition, family emergencies or exigencies, what stops you from being in person in the Lord's presence? If this is your church 
and lofty height is your home. You are not working. There is no family emergency, no exigencies, not that anybody is sick or whatever. What stops you? The zeal for the Lord. The zeal for the Lord. That's the difference in the lives of the disciples. Watch it. Nobody ever took any mountain for the Lord who is not zealous. Acts chapter number three, after they had met with the Lord in Acts chapter number two, you know, feel the power and all of that. Peter, who either too was a jellyfish, met the guy by the gate called beautiful. Bible says, uh, the guy looked at him and he wanted to call him on. He says, silver and gold, me, I do not have. But right now, I have something much more. I have, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Bible says, the guy looked at Peter. He didn't walk. But Peter took his hand, jack it up, get up. I said, get up in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter number four, Bible says the disciples, they gathered and they began to pray that God will give them the grace that with all boldness, they may go all out to preaching and extending this gospel of Christ. Listen, this is the season, this is the year to defend in the gospel of Christ. This is the season to defend in your own church, lofty heights. Silence is complicit. Not just about lofty heights now. You are somewhere where someone is running down a man of God, a ministry or whatever, and say, oh, oh really? Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> no, no, you are complicit. You are complicit. You are not being jealous. To be jealous with the Lord means you defend everything that is dear to the heart of the Lord. The church of the Lord is very dear to his heart. He doesn't joke with his church. This is that season. This is that season to be zealous for your leaders, to be zealous for your pastor. You're somewhere and someone is saying something that is not right. Don't keep quiet. Shut it right there and there. This is the season to be zealous for your other members of your church. Someone is saying something about someone. Ask them, have you, have you spoken to that person? That's that season that we are in. That is that season that we are in. And like I told us already, you see, zeal is very visible. At Lofty Heights, we have a policy. When you join us, we tell you stay planted minimum three months. All right? We say don't do anything. You know, and all of Can I shock you? I've opened up on this, on the altar before. It is this environment that made me to say, don't stay for three months. It's like me shutting your blessings for the next three months. You know one of the reasons why we do that? Just such that you will not also wake up tomorrow and say, oh, they are forcing me to serve. I just joined them. And they are saying I should come and serve. Yet I have people walking to lofty heights day one, day two. Meeting me, meeting the leaders. Chiaka and her husband. Sister Deze who just joined us. Many people. Can see? I say, this is my church. What can I do? Where can I serve? The blessedness or the blessing is in the serving. Not in being idle. How bless thee, O Lord. How bless thee, O Lord. With a heart of thanksgiving. How bless thee, O Lord. The psalmist says, As the deer pants for the waters by the riverside. He says, so does my soul pant after you. That's the zeal for the Lord. I cannot imagine my life without God. 
without seven. Bezel. Bezel, who is now in Ontario, you've heard his testimonies played multiple times. When his immigration status was affected, he said to me, he said, life made no sense. Samsung, he said, life, Pastor Peter, life made no sense. I begin to look forward to Wednesdays. He says, from Saturday, those days we were in the hotel. We are doing tear down and set up. Saturday, Bizu is there. Tearing down, set up. He said, on Saturday morning like this, it will begin to become so joyful. Say, Lord, thank you. I have the opportunity to at least go to your house. Even if I'm going to lose this status, let, it be, let me be found working for you. One of those days he was serving. In a meeting like this, I called him for by the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord says, declare over him that he will not see shame. The Lord says, restore his status now. I open, you all were there, huh? I opened my mouth and I declared, now. And I told him, in three, if I be a man of God, restore. As the mouth of the Lord said it, was the same thing that happened to him. So people come and say, I don't want to serve. Or they're serving and they don't want to serve again. It's always a point of concern. Something is always wrong. I used to have a very promising, you know, um, son, I would say, ministry gift, who got into a relationship and then began to become so unstable. And I got so, it got me so affected. I saw that the, the partner was not zealous in any way. He'd come to church, the babe was not coming to church. Then one of those days I called him, I said, you have a call of God upon your life. I said, I don't see this person in church. Is everything okay? So, uh, um, she just decided to watch service, you know, to stay back at home, you know, and all of that. And the Lord ministered to my spirit. The Lord says, he's going to leave the ministry, not out of his volition, but because he had to do it to protect him, his affairs with the lady. I think what shocked me the most was we have Sikhi first. That's our early morning prayer devotion, right? And he had sent, he had complained about the fact that 6 a.m. or 6 a.m., all right? That was a minister in training. He had complained about the fact that waking up 6 a.m. to join Sikhi first was a burden. I knew something was wrong. Can I shock you? Prior, it was never like that. This guy will go to work on Saturday overnight. Sunday morning, straight from work, he would trek. He had no car. He would trek into the Lord's house to serve. His heart, everything poured into it. When he came into my office and then he told me, I said to him, I said, see, this is just step one. Because the Lord has spoken to me about all the things that was going to happen. I said, this is step two, step three, step four, and this is how you're going to end. And I told him everything. And of course, yes, he confided in me and shared certain things with me. And I blessed him and I told him, you can go. Is it possible for a believer to lose their zeal for the Lord? It is possible. Let he that thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. It is possible. Bible speaking, 2 Samuel chapter number 2, it says, For by strength shall no man prevail. You may have those ones, they glory in the past. Ah, I remember how I used to serve the Lord when I was single. I remember what I used to do when I used to, you know, um, you know, before I got into the country. Question is, what then has happened to you? 
how can you fuel your zeal? And then I end on that and I leave this place. Number one, fuel your zeal for the Lord. Association. The same way you can fuel your zeal is the same avenue that your zeal can be punctured. You get what I'm saying, right? It's the same thing. Number one is association. You think that you're no longer fervent, you're no longer zealous, something is wrong, change your association. Bible spoke to us about Saul. Saul was not a prophet. He found himself in the company of prophets and Saul began to prophesy. Bishop David Oyedepo would say, the company you keep determines what accompanies you. I believe so much in that. The company you, you keep determines what accompanies you. The company you, you keep determines what accompanies you. So the Lord is elevating certain people and you think that's a result of this um, you know, elevation coming to you by way of your secular work, for example. The next thing for you is to begin to drop the things you were doing for the Lord before that elevation comes. No. 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 You cannot be rising there and be going down here. It's strength you pray for. If it gets so overwhelming, you're doing like three, four things, for example, you can say, I want to stop this for a while and do this and do this. That's, that's understandable. Association. Again, Act chapter number four, verse number 13. Act chapter number four, verse number 13. I mentioned this yesterday. Act chapter number four, verse 13. Please give me that on the screen. Thank you. He says, now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Association. Jesus' presence was what rubbed off on them. People ask me, how do you do it in such a manner that people serve in this church as though they are being paid? There is nobody being paid here. No, no one. No, not me, the pastor. I mean, you all know, right? I'm on salary. Neither my wife or whoever. At least right now, nobody is being paid currently. We have someone who are piping, but nobody currently is being paid. Then you'll be wondering, why then is he doing what he's supposed to be doing? This is my life. This is what Christ would have me do. To live his Christ, to die his gain. It's, a, it's an opportunity. It's a privilege. I'm not doing it because of the title. I'm doing it because of the heart. Association, they marveled, they marveled, and then they saw that they had been with Jesus. There was someone that I met in this city, you know, used to be a pastor back home. Firebrand. When I say fire, I mean literal firebrand. I see some of the things they do right now. You'll be hanging out with people, you are clicking glasses together, taking alcohol together, dining, whining. Then you'll be glorying in the past. That's not God's desire. No one puts their hands on the plow, looks back his feet for the kingdom. No one. No one. When you don't feel like it, you pray for grace. You pray for strength. That's what you do. Sometimes you may not feel like it. You pray for strength. You pray for grace. Especially if the part one that I shared yesterday affected you, you are about walking in offense. You pray for grace, you pray for strength. And like I told you, look at that person tormenting you in that unit, wanting to pull you out. Listen, the Lord planted me here. You cannot take me out of this unit. 
association. They knew they had been with Jesus. In other words, how they got what they got, the boldness that they got, they knew was because of the association with Christ. If you move with those who, you know, demystify God's presence, God's house, no need to come, we can just do it anywhere, we can just do whatever and all of that, then something is wrong. Some of you are watching me right now, maybe online or here in the sanctuary, and you're thinking, um, so, so what exactly is he saying? So does that mean that right now, uh, we are no longer for the Lord, we are no longer... If you have a problem with this message, zeal for the Lord, it's a proof that something is already wrong with you. I'm telling you the truth. If this is not humbling you to saying, Lord, truly, I remember. I need to make amends that something is wrong. Number two, your focus. Your focus. You need to be able to set your face as a flint unto Christ. Your focus. This is it, Lord. It is the Lord. Such that you can boldly say that I am what I am by the grace of God. Paul speaking says, why would you boast about whatever you have? He says, is there anything that you have that the Lord has not given to you? Focus. You know, I told you earlier on, except your attraction is different, your zeal will not be affected. When the attraction is gone, it will affect your focus. Your focus is going to change. Christ will no longer be the focus. Those things will no longer be it for you. You will begin to think about the things that you can do and all the things that you can do. Focus. Focus. Psalm 27, verse number 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, the psalm is declared. He says, and thou will I seek after he says, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He says, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Listen, coming into the Lord's house in person is not old-fashioned. Did you hear me say, ma? It is not old-fashioned. Let, let's tell ourselves the truth. We would have died spiritual death if we continue just online. Are you getting what I'm saying, sir, ma? You and I also know it, does, it doesn't matter who you are. The experience in person, physically, is different from online. It doesn't matter how much you try to be concentrated or how much you try to be... The experience is different. I was saying a few days ago, my fear for my generation is that we would hand over to our children the God you can serve on the internet, online. Say, see, no need. Hey, kids, you don't need to go. Then tomorrow, same us would then be complaining. That church is not up for sale. They want to sell it. Because Christ himself was counting on you and you were not. It was when I got here, I knew that they sell churches. In fact, the first building we wanted to buy was a church that was sold to a pub. They sell churches here, then clubhouses, um, um, bars, buy them. Church. See this facility as beautiful as this is? Imagine this as a pub. Now stop imagining in Jesus' name. Because till the Lord returns, this will always be the Lord's house. Number three, humility. And I'm going to end on that. And I call it a night and I have PK, you know, be a blessing to us. Humility. To thine own self, be true. Humility. Humility. Those of you who are married, Bible says iron sharpens iron. Sometimes my wife will say to me, Oba, do you need to pray? Sometimes she say, you need to tidy up your sermon now. Sometimes I'm the one telling her that. 
That's why you are married. That's why you are one. So sometimes I ask myself, if husband doesn't feel like, why doesn't the wife encourage and say, babe, no, 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 no. no. Tomorrow, we are going into the Lord's house. We are seven. Tomorrow, we are seven. Why, why can't? Why should both be called together? It's because there is no zeal. Rise up on your feet tonight. Just pray a simple prayer. If it is sincere, the Lord is going to minister it to you. Lord, increase my zeal. Lord, increase my zeal. Lord, increase my zeal for you. Increase my zeal for you. Lord, increase my zeal for you. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm not sure if media is ready for me with our video or no. Okay, so, um, okay, so I think, um, but are you ready to roll PK's um, video? You can do that? Okay, maybe you, you roll that. I shared some testimonies yesterday, and I actually would have loved for them to play the part of those testimonies. You can't get it, right? Okay, you, you need more time? Oh, okay. Um, if they are able to do it, um, you know, they would do it and then they would let you see it. It was about some experiences that I had on my journey to Lagos, Nigeria. You know, the first being the part of the person who I met at the hotel where Delta had lodged me, who was pregnant, and the Lord ministered to me on the sex of the baby. And um, my daughter that I saw while in, at a lounge, you know, pregnant, and I'd reached out to her to say, congratulations on your baby, and she had responded to say, actually, we got to know yesterday, you know, and we thought to let you know when you return. I shared those things after PK had shared yesterday just to boost our faith, because I also strongly still believe that this is someone's upsurge to become mothers of nations. Now, you may be single and you are wondering, how does this align to me? You know, God is a God of order, right? You need to be married before you can carry your own baby. So then, if you are then under the sound of my voice, and we, I'm saying, as the Spirit of the Lord has told me and confirmed by God's servant, you know, that this season, you know, that you'll carry your baby, it also means that you'll be maritally settled. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.